The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Well, that's not what I mean. 
Well, what do you mean? Paul Galvano doesn't exist. The guy who calls himself Paul Galvano has been dead for three years. Tom, I don't know what you're driving at, but Paul Galvano exists. Yeah, yeah, that's what you think. But after you left this morning, I did some checking. He's a respectable restaurant owner. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. We've had a great shrimp cocktail, and we're going to have sliced filet mignon and a salad and coffee, all for five fifty. Well, why not? Look at the turnover in here. There isn't a vacant table. There's a waiting line. Yeah, in any other restaurant, the price would be three times as high. What explains the difference? You tell me. All right. I will. Muscle. Galvano uses muscle to intimidate suppliers? Yeah, that's my guess. Mm. It's a guess, all right. You'd need a powerful organization to intimidate a supplier. Galvano has no such connection. Yeah, I agree with you. Galvano doesn't. But someone else does have the muscle. And Galvano fronts for him? No, no, no. No, there's only one guy, not two. Oh, I see. Ooh. Hey, he just came in, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I saw him in the mirror. Now, I want you to take a good look at him. Don't stare at him. Just give him a glance. What do you think? A um, guy about 5, 6, 150 or so. Black hair. And a full mustache. Ready smile for his patrons, nicely dressed. Mm -hmm. Who's he with? You know him? Um, no, he's a tall drink of water with a thin face mm -hmm. and hard, shifty eyes. Mm -hmm. Right out of a spy movie. Yeah, that's just what he is. But he's not out of a movie. He's from real life. I think his name is Mike Larkin. Does that name ring a bell? Before, but not in a long time. Uh, he used to be an enforcer, Webb, but nobody ever pinned a murder on him. Now, take another quick look at Galvano and notice the scar that runs from his right cheekbone down below his ear. Okay. Done. Now, what about it? All right, I'm going to write a name on this slip of paper. Now, keep yourself under control when I show it to you. You ready? Oh, for heaven's sake, take a look. Nothing to worry about. 
That's when you get hit, Mike. When you relax. You know these young punks, ambitious white knights. They look for trouble. I don't like the way that one guy gave me the eye. I'll find out who he is. All right. I'll hold up for a week or so. Now, how about the best steak you can buy? Six bucks with all the trimmings. <laughs> you can't beat that if you own the ranch. <laughs> sure I can. We eat for free. Tell him I'll call back. I just walked in. Yeah. And uh, hold the call for half an hour, will you, Grace? Yeah, thank you. Well, I don't want to believe it, Tom. Well, you don't have to, pal, but I'm convinced. Look, here's a picture of him before he got a hairpiece and grew the handlebar mustache. You notice that kind of bumpy line from his right cheek to below the right ear? Mm-hmm. A bad suturing, John. It's a telltale scar, all right. You convinced? Now, look, I'll, I'll take a marking pencil and give him hair. And yeah, no, no, no. Don't waste the time. It's Campo. No question about it. And Campo was killed in a shootout with the police and was buried over three years ago. Why hasn't he been spotted before? <laughs> Who'd have his eye open for a deception like this except a brilliant reporter like me? Mm, Mr. Super Cynic. Don't you trust anyone? Um, you and a few others. Well, the rest? Well, in one way or another, they're all on the take. When Tony Campbell was on the take, he took big. Numbers, dope, track, gambling, big boss. And we had him sewed up. He'd have gone up for 25 years. And then he gets himself killed. Except he didn't. Yeah, now he runs a dandy restaurant where the prices are pre-war. Order a police detail to find out where he buys his food. Yeah, then try to make one of the suppliers talk. The old intimidation racket. You remember a squib in the papers about a chicken wholesaler named Horvath? He got himself knocked off. Hey, hey, you're going too fast, pal. You say Galvano is Tony Campo. I agree, but how can we prove it? Can't order the man's arrest. He can prove he's Galvano. So his identification has been fixed, but he's still the man he claims to be. Yeah, you got a point. All right, so we have to investigate. Yeah, you do. I can't use a public office to snoop into what's dead, buried, and forgotten. You bring me some solid evidence, and I'll take it from there. See, I can't go to the police with a handful of guesses. I'll get the evidence. And you could also get a bullet in your back. Yeah, well, that may well be, but I'm going after that pinhorn gangster. A cop was killed in that shootout, you remember? And the food wholesalers are having to knuckle under to his thugs. Now, calm down. Let's try to make some sense. Okay, okay. Tony Campo is killed. A doctor has to certify the death, and some funeral director has to fake the burial. Mm, start with them. Check your newspaper's morgue and take it from there. So that'll turn up the names, but maybe not the body. I think it might. Campo would pay him off, but I don't think he'd have him murdered. An accidental death might work for one of the guys, but not for both. Campo was no fool. Uh, you might be right. The trick is to come up with some line that'll make the doctor or the funeral director talk. That may be impossible, but I can try. Hmm? Keep in touch. There is an alternative, Webb. Exhumation. Now, now, don't talk crazy. You just can't go dig up a body. There is no body. Without real evidence that Campo didn't die and wasn't buried, I could never get a court order to exhume. You forget that angle, chum. Well, look, what if we just went ahead? No, 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 no. no. You're really in space. No way. 
I can see the two of us on a dark, stormy night poking around in a cemetery with picks and shovels. Not for me. What's the matter? Are you afraid of the dark? You go after the doctor and the funeral home guy and don't even think of exhumation. How'd you find out, Mike? Vinny knows him. The bartender? Yeah. His name's Tom Brooks. Him and Morrison are friends. The guy's a reporter. Well, well. Yeah, nothing to worry about that. Reporters always hang around at the A's office looking for a story. Uh-huh. Look, Morrison comes in here pretty regular. He's seen you more than once, Paul. Me, too. And he's never given us a tumble. I don't like it. Have you got a snooper in the DA's office or at that other guy's newspaper? Uh, there's a law clerk. A woman works in Morrison's department. She likes money. See that she gets what she wants. Okay. And find out what Morrison is up to. Yeah, that's it. I want to know if he's fishing around. Well, even if he is, what could he prove? So you all look alike. There are lots of them. I don't want him to start in. The publicity be bad. Hmm. Morrison's too smart to act on a guess. But the reporter isn't. I can take care of him, Paul. Uh, uh, later, maybe. Not now. I don't want to tip my hand. Find out if anything's going on. Then, maybe there's an accident. No rough stuff. Just an accident. In a letter to George Washington in 1792, Thomas Jefferson wrote, No government ought to be without censors. And where the press is free, no one ever will. A free press supplies information and comment. It's unique to us Americans, and the checks and balances guard us from despots in government and crime. They will always be with us. A former mob leader, Tony Campbell, alias Paul Galvano, is a case in point. More about this man who returned from the dead when I return shortly with Act Two. professional policeman, an observant investigative reporter tries to see through and beyond surface facts because the truth lurks behind the appearance of things. It is the scar on the face of restaurant owner Paul Galvano that jogged the reporter's memory, and now he is certain that Galvano is the dead Tony Campbell. Councilman? Yes. Tom Brooks from the farm. May I have a few words with you? A reporter? Yes, sir. Ah. Well, that brings you to me. Hey, come this way. My editor has an idea for a series of true stories about elaborate funerals of famous and notorious persons. I guess so. Hmm. I'm writing a book that will deal with the same idea. With the difference, of course. I'm more interested in how the average person approaches death. You've been retired for, uh, is it three years? Yes, that's right. I sold my funeral parlor and retired. Mm -hmm. Well, you must have had a large practice to this fine house. Well, I made a substantial profit, yes. And you did attend to at least one notorious corpse whose funeral services and burial were spectacular. 
Tony Campo. Campo? Oh, the gangster that was uh, killed during a police raid. He was buried from your funeral parlor. Oh, Campo, yes. Yes, I remember now. Yeah. Kind of hard to forget, really. He was the biggest funeral of the year. Can you give me your impression of it? Impression? What is it you'd like to know? Oh, how you got the job and uh, the persons you had to deal with, uh, the rough idea of how much you spent, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, cost figures are confidential, you understand. Well, I, I can dig them out if I have to. Why would you want to? <laughs> to make the point that even if the funeral cost $100,000, it couldn't buy Campo's way into heaven. Oh? How do you know that, Mr. Brooks? Well, I don't think St. Peter sells space to an unrepentant sinner. Mm. Judge not that ye be not judged. Matthew 7, and well said. But he didn't know Tony Campo. All men are entitled to repentance. Did Campo repent? I'm sure he made his peace with God. Through his doctor? Pardon me? Well, Silvio certified Campo's death. You know that. I do? Well, certainly. I mean, you, you had to have a copy before you tucked Campo into his plush casket. So you can't fill me in on why you were selected to handle the funeral or who made the arrangements and costs and so on? Well, I have no recollection about such details. Death is a very personal matter, Mr. Brooks. And you think that Campo made his peace with God? That is what I assume. You apparently think otherwise. Yes. Yeah, I'm afraid I do. There was a shootout. Campo was hit, but his body wasn't found. Uh, then Dr. Silvio certifies his death, and you bury Campo. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, what if there was no body? How dare you say that? Because I'm pretty sure that Tony Campo is still alive. <laughs> Sit down, Sherlock. Yeah, I'm glad to. I tracked down Frank Councilman, but that uh, took some doing. Mm -hmm. And nothing. He is an oily one. Lives in a house that must have cost 200 grand. It's obvious he got paid off. And I tipped my hand. I said I thought Campo might still be alive. Mm. Well, you're just pleading for a bullet, aren't you? Well, I'm trying to stir up some action, Webb. I mean, I've made a move. Now it's up to them. If they're smart, they'll ignore me, but I don't think they're that smart. Now, what about Dr. Silvio? Retired. Mm-hmm. That figures. He sold his practice and moved to Florida. Where? Pompano Beach. Hmm. Is he in practice there? Well, I don't know. I thought of checking with the AMA, but it didn't want to answer any questions. See, if Silvio faked the death certificate, you can be sure he'd be wary of a police investigation. Well, how did you find out where he lives? Oh, I had one of the older women in my office try to make an appointment with Silvio. Said she'd been a patient of his years ago. Well, there can't be too many Adam Silvios in Pompano Beach. And the police? Uh, look, Tom, stay away from the police. Why? I told you before, this office just can't be mixed up in an investigation based on a surmise. Look, don't you want to bring this killer to justice? Of course, but the DA's office can't just point a finger and say, arrest that man, he's Tony Campo. We have to be able to prove it. I've checked on Paul Galvano every which way. He really is Galvano. You say he's Campo, come back from the dead. I'm inclined to believe you, but I can't prove it. Neither can you. And let me tell you something else. No, tell away. 
councilman and Sylvia were still alive. Now, doesn't that tell you something? Yeah, yeah, I've thought about that. Hmm. Campo feels pretty secure. That's right. Why hasn't Campo had them knocked off? Because he's sure of those two guys. Even if one of them squealed, it wouldn't bother Campo. His identification of Galvano is too good. Mm-hmm. Tracking down Sylvia won't help you, Tom. Well, my visitor will get back to Campo. It's your funeral. Tom, why don't you... Why don't you just lay off? Well, you still have the chance. Now you sound like a politician, not a public official. What if we expose Campo? Some other hoodlum will come along and replace him? No doubt. Then we go after him. Fighting crime is a losing battle. Not to fight it is, is no alternative. You know that. It's your job to know that. I know my job, and I do it. When my office has something tangible to fight. An empty casket's going to nail Tony Campo. Isn't that a wonderful view, Mr. Brooks? Oh, it's just great, Doctor. And uh, the beach is private? Just for the use of the owners of Ocean View condominiums. Well, it must have cost a mint to build these 12 stories right on the waterfront. Millions, of course, but uh, long-term mortgages are not hard to arrange. Uh, did you build Ocean View? Oh, dear, no. The uh, builder went bankrupt. I and some others took it over. Mm, that's a big investment. Substantial. But we're in the black now. Ninety percent of the apartments have been sold. I'll uh, show you the few we have left. <laughs> Anything wrong with them? Oh, gracious. No, even the one on the first floor over the driveway and entranceway is charming. Do you mind a personal question, Dr. Sylvia? Well, of course not. You're a prospective buyer, isn't it? Oh, yes. I'd like to own a place down here. Oh, I'm a prospect. Even if it would be just for investment. It would be a very good investment. Just looking at this splendor, Doctor, this private beach and pool and the games, I just have to wonder how a retired doctor could afford to be one of its owners. I had a lucrative practice, Mr. Brooks, and I invested wisely. I wanted to talk to you about Tony Campo. I don't know any Tony Campo. Let me recharge your memory, Dr. Silvio. You attended Campo after his shootout with the cops and you certified his death. Does that jog your memory? Oh, well, good heavens, I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten about him. How could you? Well, with my extensive practice. You can't remember every one of your patients. I can believe that. But, Campbell... Why do you say that in disbelief? Because the family must have paid you a very substantial fee for what you did. I did nothing. The man was dead. I merely certified death in the cause. Was he dead, Doctor? I don't like that implication, Mr. Brooks. Neither do I, but there it is. How dare you impute... Because... Now, get this, Doctor, because I think I saw Campo alive and well last week. That's a libelous accusation. I pronounced him dead and, and this man named Councilman buried him. Well, then Campo's bones would be in his casket in the family burying ground. Well, that's fairly obvious, isn't it? Well, not to me, Doctor. I think you certified a fictional death. You and Councilman got paid to do it under threat. Go ahead and sue me, Doctor. Then I'll insist that you produce whatever remains of the late Tony Campo. Yeah. Paul, Dr. Silvio called me. That reporter's got a long nose. 
funeral director and then the doctor. No problem. Not from councilman. He had an accident. What? I told you no rough stuff until I gave the order. A dead guy can't be a witness. Councilman fell off a retaining wall, was run over by a car. And when Sylvia reads about it, he'll panic and go to the police. Now, you listen to me. Make sure he doesn't. But don't touch him. But, boss... No. No. Don't act until I think. Be here in the morning. I'll figure out what to do with Silvio. I must be out of my mind, Tom, letting you talk me into this. Busting into a mausoleum? They took care of Councilman. We've got one witness left, Webb. I hope he's being protected. Now, the police in Pompano Beach have staked out the doctor's house. Come on, lock. Open up. Where'd you get the pick lock? Underworld connections. My pal showed me how. He even wanted to come along. Ah, did it. Flash your light around. Let's get this over with. I got lots of dead in here, Webb. Yeah, yeah. Let's find Tony's casket. You got it. Leave the flash on. Help me slide it out on the floor. Boy, wait a ton. Yeah. You got a screwdriver for me? Sure. Brought several. Yeah, get to work. This is uh, sacrilegious, you know that? If we're wrong, Tom, we can't be wrong. calculated risk 
is another matter. If the odds seem favorable, most of us will gamble. If we lose, we lose. Here we have a situation in which a calculated risk turned out to be a bad gamble. Both Ted Brooks and Webb Morrison are certain that Paul Galvano really is the late mobster, Tony Campbell. He was pronounced dead and he was buried. Not his body, his ashes. Ashes that cannot be identified. Galvano knows that and it pleases him. <laughs> I didn't think they'd have the guts. All right, Mike. I'll have the family file suit against them for busting into the tomb. Yeah, more publicity. About Campo, not me. But the newspapers will be all over the fine spot. I won't be there. Uh, what I don't get is why the reporter wrote the story. Look at that headline. I've been looking at it. Why was Tony Campo cremated? He asked a lot of questions for the church and cremation and why they buried ashes instead of a body. It sells papers. It don't make sense. They don't find a body, they find ashes. Why put out a story that's, that's going to get both of them canned? They must know something else. There is something else. You took care of councilman. Huh? What about Dr. Silvio? Him you lay off of. I could pay him a visit. All right. Throw a scare in him, but don't touch him. Uh, I still don't get it. Why the story when there ain't a story? I don't know. Has the reporter put the squeeze on any of the guys who work for Councilman? Could be. Besides Councilman, one or two of them knew what was going on. Yeah, but they got paid off. All right, have one of the boys remind them. They keep their mouths closed till they get it. Okay. What's the matter? You look worried. What are you worried about? Brooks and Morrison must have an angle. Or the reporter never would have broken that story. Hey, what about the ashes? What if they analyzed the ashes? Were they human ashes? I hope so. Uh, yeah, that's an angle. I don't know, Mike. They have to be human, or it's a real dumb slip-up. Uh, what do we do about it? Have the family get them back. Start a suit. There's got to be a law, huh? You don't bust into a tomb and steal a guy's ashes? That's illegal. It's a sin. Look, I'll get to the family. You get to Silvio. And it could be they'll haul me into court. Let's hope not. That wouldn't bother me. I'm Galvano. I can prove it. You might be interested to learn that I've been suspended, Tom. Don't worry. I'll get your real estate. Sure you will. What about you? Have you been fired yet? No, not quite. If the newspaper fired me, it would be an admission that the story was a fraud. And I can't retract the story until it's proven to be false. What I wrote raised a question, that's all. But it doesn't excuse breaking into Campo's family tomb because you had this great hunch. It's no hunch, Galvano is Campo. Sure he is, because you say so. Like a fool, I took a chance that the casket would be empty. Now both of us are going to face a lawsuit. And with Councilman dead... Yeah, I know, a neat accident. He fell off his garden retaining wall late yesterday afternoon. He was your key witness. Only he knows what happened in his funeral parlor. I got another angle, but I need your help. Hey, count me out. Oh, come on. What do you got to lose? What's your new wrinkle? 
Campo didn't grab the name Galvano out of thin air. Find out if there really was a Paul Galvano. If we're lucky, he had a record. The police would know. And then what? Uh, then the luck will begin to run in our direction. Check it out. I'll telephone you from Florida late this afternoon. Mike! Mike, please! Please, don't kill me! One inch closer, Doctor. What, what, what's the point of this, Mike? You saw the story. Your name was in it, Doctor. I didn't tell him anything. Do you know that Frank Councilman is dead? Oh, well, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that. You should be glad. That's why you're still alive. Councilman was the key witness. He buried the ashes, not the body. Oh, I see. Then if you killed me, that would confirm the reporter's suspicions. Uh-huh. But the boss thought it might be a good idea to remind you that you're living on borrowed time, Doctor. Mike, no one can force me to talk. That's what we wanted to hear. All you did was to certify Campbell's death. Well, that's what I've said. If, if I'm questioned again, I'll repeat it. Plus, you'll support cremation. Well, how? Tony Campbell's dying words. He's dying, and you're with him, and he says cremation. Why not let the story just die? Because there was a couple of loose ends. You read the story? What about the IRS? Internal Revenue? Councilman's $200,000 house, you, a big real estate operator who owns most of Ocean View condominium. You, you, you think that uh... if you were the IRS, wouldn't you poke around? For instance, where did you get all the money to afford such a big investment? They check your tax returns. You didn't report the kind of dough you invested in Ocean View. Oh, I understand. I, I wouldn't know how to explain. I'm going to tell you how. Now listen and get this straight. You sold your practice and moved down here. The Campbell family is grateful to you. They stake you to enough money so you can go into real estate. They own Ocean View. But get the butt. I got a legal piece of paper here signed by the head of the Campbell family. It says they're so grateful to you for past services that they're underwriting your move to Florida and your investment in Ocean View. And the family owns it? That's right. So the IRS investigates the family? No problem. And I'm out of the spotlight. That's it. When the heat's off, just go about your business. Later, the family tears up this piece of paper. Who uh, worked out this plan? Well, the boss and his lawyer. Thank you, Mike. And, um, please thank Mr. Galvano. Yep? Yeah, Tom. There was a Paul Galvano, a minor hoodlum. Uh, I'm getting the dope on him. Uh, have you seen Dr. Silvio? Oh, I was waiting for news from you. Now I'll have to bluff it. Ah, if the Galvano angle fizzled out, you'd better head for South America. And, uh, more bad news. What's happening? They were human ashes. The laboratory analysis turned up that information. Well, well. Campbell covered himself at every turn. Yeah. And I've been served with papers for breaking into the tomb. You're a co-defendant. Keep working on the Galvano angle. I'll report back after I've seen Dr. Silvio. <laughs> Will you come visit me in jail? <laughs> Don't be crazy. When I'm finished, you'll be a household word. Yeah, 
against buying that condo over the entryway. For a man in trouble, you have a droll sense of humor, Mr. Brooks. I know all about you. The story was carried in our local newspaper. Quite a sensational story. And true. Would you say so? I do give credit to Campo, or whoever does his thinking. His cover-up was just about perfect. Campo is dead, I certified his death. He was cremated and the ashes were buried in his casket and placed in the family tomb. Those are the facts, Mr. Book. Yes, as they appear to you. But they are not the truth. Campo was shot up and brought to you for treatment. You saved his life. In the shootout, a cop was killed. That meant life or worse for Campo, so he came up with an ingenious scheme. To arrange a funeral and a cremation by substituting someone for himself. Ingenious indeed. I might even say fantastic. <laughs> I agree. The family paid off councilman and you. He's dead, but you're still alive. And rich. That's where you're mistaken. I'm not rich. I only represent the money. Hmm. That's pretty clever, Doctor. Well, it's not clever. It's just another fact. Now, may I ask why you've come to see me a second time? I'd like to offer you a chance to tell the truth. I don't even know why I'm talking to you. Without proof, you make certain assumptions and act on them. They hurt innocent persons, councilmen, me. Now you plead for my cooperation because you, not I, face prosecution. Councilman is out of it. He's dead. Uh, an unfortunate accident. He was murdered. Another wild assertion. You'd better leave, Mr. Brooks. You do know about fingerprints, Doctor. Campo took the name of Paul Galvano. Why? No comment. Galvano was a minor hoodlum. So? Galvano has a record. Now, part of it would be a set of his fingerprints. I suppose so. And they'd match the fingerprints of the man who now goes by the name of Paul Galvano? Of course. <laughs> well, what if they don't match, Doctor? Do you know that they don't? I see. You're quite a bluffer, Mr. Brooks. You won't reconsider. You won't tell the truth. Goodbye, Mr. Brooks. You've played your last card. Uh, well, you'd better take a good look at it, Doctor. Because I think it's the ace of spades. Hey, John, you pulled it off. The fingerprints prove it. The Lauderdale police should have Dr. Silvio in custody by now. We've finally got a break, Tom. Our Campbell covered every angle except the one he couldn't cover, Galvano's fingerprints. Right. I really thought we were sunk. Yeah, so did I, Webb. I wonder why he chose the name Paul Galvano. Galvano and Campo looked alike, except for the scar. And Galvano was a member of the Campo gang. Any record of his death? The real Paul Galvano? No. <laughs> you know what I think? It's pretty macabre, but... Those ashes in Campo's casket. Frank Councilman really did cremate a body? Yeah, why not? I mean, if Galvano was killed in that shootout. Yeah. Campo lives and Galvano's dead and is cremated. Ooh, that is kind of gruesome. Well, the uh, search is on for Campo. 
The police will bring him in today. Yeah, well, let's hope, but I wouldn't be too sure. Well, why not? Well, didn't you know you've got an informer on your staff? The reporter broke the case, Paul. The secretary in Morrison's office, she told me about the fingerprints that don't match. Uh-huh. All right, Mike. You take over the five spot, sell it as soon as you can, meet me in Mexico City. Yeah, but the cops are on the prowl. How you get out? Huh. Private plane. Belongs to a pal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you think of everything, Paul. Make that Tony, will you? I've had the disguise for three years. That's enough. If they ever catch me, they'll catch Tony Campo. Well, what does he then 
something far more interesting. And, and, and that is what I plan to find out. Mrs. E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.